0: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us at One Hand, Two Ducks. My name is Selena Igwe, and today I have my special guest and producer, Kristen Allworth, (laughs) who's going to be joining us for.
1: I'll go by Kristen Allworth today. That works.
0: I'm going to start all over. (laughs) Okay, so I've known her since high school, and I totally used her maiden name (laughs) without even thinking it. Oh, my gosh. That was hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> Screw your husband. Screw oh your husband. Oh my god.
1: Oh my god. That was hilarious. You're going back to your maiden
0: name. Tell Dredd sorry. <laughs> um, Sorry. Okay, I'll start. I'll start all over. Kristen Kidman. Say hello, Kristen.
1: Hi, hi, everybody. I, I'm gonna miss Megan so much today, but I am really happy to be here because I am so excited about our guests. I've been wanting to do this interview forever, and now it's here. Yes
0: yes you guys would not believe who we got on this podcast we got the fabulous the amazing one of the most talented individuals i have seen in this upcoming generation gwen laurel everyone hi thank you so much oh that was like
2: the nicest intro i've ever
0: gotten like i mean (laughs) <laughs> you don't even know, girl. Like, we were um, we were looking at, um, you know, trending topics and, and whatnot for um, scheduling our podcast. And, and we heard that there was some buzz going on with Bridgerton the Musical. So we started to look it up and look at what they were doing. And we're like, okay, okay. We happened to get to your video. And I'm like, look at this chick! She needs to be cast right now because <laughs> your rendition of... Um, of uh the i'm sorry the song oh my goodness i'm blanking the, i think
2: it's
0: just the, called penelope featherington yes I penelope Featherington. That one. your rendition we even did um the bridgerton episode you can check it out here and we even highlighted gwen's um performance there because we were like oh my gosh it was so beautiful your voice was so capturing oh, it was you. also we felt the character in that moment so um which to be honest with a lot of the other songs we weren't really feeling. We, could, we, we heard that it was a nice song. It we was like, okay, it's a nice song, but you took it for us to musical theater. Um, and so we were Thank like, you. she needs to be cast. Thank oh, you I so guess. much. So yeah, welcome <laughs> yes. to One Hint, Two Ducks. Welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you began in this career.
2: Yeah. So, um, I've never been a very athletic person, so my mom, when I was little, like, obviously parents try and, like, put their kid in an extracurricular sort of thing, and they tried soccer, and I just hated it so much, and then they saw a, um, like, an ad in the, in the paper for, like, a community theater production of Beauty and the Beast, and, um, so I, I did that, and I was, like, eight years old, and I literally just, like, have not stopped doing shows since then I, I just I, I love it so much and I've always loved singing and I've always just been like I don't know a sort of my parents say that I always would just make them like sit down and like just watch me like do random things all around the house <laughs> um, so I guess I've always been sort of like a performer but I um, love it <laughs> but yeah so I did community theater and then when it came time for me to go to college, it wasn't really, it wasn't a question whether or not I was going to go into musical theater or not. My mom immediately just was like, okay, here are the programs. Like, we'll see if you get into any, because it's just such a toss up. And I come from like right. a really, really small town. Um, so I didn't have access to like a lot of people who I did go to school with had like audition coaches. That they had been working with for like years and had been like mm-hmm. perfecting these packages, um, basically like selling themselves, you know, as a fully fledged performer to the college okay. where you're supposed to learn how to be a fully fledged performer, <laughs> yes. which is insane to me. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, luckily, I I got into the Boston Conservatory. And I spent four years there and I, I loved it. And there's problems like with every single musical theater program, but overall I really liked it. And I love Boston. So yeah. I
1: also love Boston, so I'm geeking out right now. <laughs> yes,
2: it's the best. What area, have you like lived there?
1: I go to Cape Cod every summer, so I spent a lot of <gasps> yes, time in Boston. Is.
2: Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. Yes.
1: Yeah, I was I like right around did. the Fenway area.
2: Oh nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so um with the pandemic and just everything happening with shows shut down, with not getting that opportunity to actually get up on stage and perform, like how has it like made you feel as an artist? Like the, have you been able to do your craft like off not to the off to the side, but like not on the stage? Like how has it impacted you?
2: Oh gosh. It's like so. I feel like the pandemic had so many like layers. Mm -hmm. Like, at first, it didn't seem like it was going to be a big deal. Um, like, I just remember in like the end of 2019 and 2020, I was still going to like plenty of auditions, and even when things shut down, everybody was like, Okay, it's going to be two weeks, or like, it's going to be three weeks. So we're going to be, be doing these self-tapes. And there were still tens of like submission requests coming out every day.
0: Right. So
2: at first I was just like, okay, well, this is great because like, I don't have to go to work. I can just focus on making these self-tapes, which I totally was like kind of uncomfortable with at that point. And I was like, cool, learning a new skill, love it, <laughs> and things will be back in three weeks. Can't wait. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, it became very clear. A, a year. <laughs> very quickly um, that that was not going to happen. So, yeah, I I definitely felt lost, um, not in that I was like, I want to give it up, or anything I never had the thought once in the pandemic of like I don't want to do this anymore um which I know like no shame to anybody who did feel that because there were so many emotions happening but Mm -hmm. it was more like I feel lost in the fact that I feel like what I'm like meant to and love to do there's going to be no space for it anymore. And then what am I going to do? Cause that's the only thing that I really feel like I'm good at and that I love. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's like the thought that gets you through your day job and the survival job and everything. It's like, I'm doing this. I'm having an okay time, but this is not my career. And right. then all of a sudden, not only like, was your career not an option, but also your survival job was just like gone and you're left with like nothing.
0: Ah, nothing. <laughs> um oh. but then I got into TikTok and that was helpful. <laughs> yes. TikTok became we were actually just having this conversation prior to pressing record. Yes. Um and uh while while me, Megan, and Kristen have been um <clears throat> struggling with the TikTok, <laughs> we tried. Ladies and gentlemen, we did try. We are old. We kind of stopped. We were very old and TikTok requires a lot of energy and, and time and whatnot and nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody, <laughs> well, a lot of people have time for that. But um yes, Gwen, please tell us like how, I mean, I can't even imagine you know, especially as we had just began our TikTok, like we have tiny little, you know, um, followings and whatnot, but yours went viral. What happened? How was that like, how was that whole like process and how do you feel about it now? Like. (laughs) It was insane. I definitely like became
2: a nightmare to my friends and family for that like 24 to 48 hours. Which is, like, so embarrassing to say, but, like, I have never experienced anything like it before. Honestly, still have no idea how it happened. I, I put on a cute, I, I was like, oh, like, maybe somebody will see this. Besides my, like, five friends slash followers <laughs> that I had at the time. So I was like, oh, let me put on a nice shirt and i did it and i just threw through like threw it together and immediately like 20 to 30 minutes later it was like i was refreshing and it was like nine plus notifications 20 plus notifications 50 plus notifications and i was like what is what happening like what did i do i also like the fear that because I'm just like naturally a very anxious person, so I was like, "When are the haters gonna come?"
0: <laughs> right, right, that right. Was the thing,
2: too is I was like, "Oh my god, like people are gonna hate me," <laughs> which is so silly because like it's just singing, you know? Like it's 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 so light-hearted. Yeah. I got a singular hate comment out of all of them, <laughs> where I feel so I feel yes. like pretty lucky. <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, I mean, and whoever that hater was it's just out it's, of jealousy because clearly
1: person. <laughs>
0: it was clearly wild. person clearly you are in the wrong. um yeah because i mean by the time we got to you and we discovered you you were already quite big and um you had so many views so many follows so many you know instagram and then so the fact that you contacted that that you allowed me to contact you because i was like Oh, I felt like a celebrity contact. I was like, oh my oh God. My God. I was like, guys, oh <laughs> my God, go ahead.
2: No, not,
0: not even. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's true, it's true. So as a TikTok, specifically on the TikTok side, because we've had this conversation before of, um, of Broadway and theater, you know, almost like moving into the new century. Um, because of course we know we we always have our traditionalists and we will always prefer theater to be live and you know in person and whatnot. But this is a new generation and um, and TikTok specifically with Ratatouille issued in a new era, if you will, or a new possibility of an era. Mm-hmm. So what do you think as a TikTok artist, like um, how it should be done? creatively, and, I, and I'll expand just a little bit more on that. Like, um, for example, we had Ratatouille that more used it as collaboration, where um, they said, oh, here's an idea. And then they took songs and, and things from all different parts of the community, theater p- community, and put in a musical together. Then you have Bridgerton, where it's just two specific people that wanted to write and direct only, and just wanted it to be like a fan page. So um what do you think would be the best and as as a TikTok creative and what do you usually gravitate towards
2: I I think that when, when I think about like collaborating specifically on TikTok um, the one thing that I love about it so much is that it's a completely democratized platform where anybody like if you have your duets on anyone can do at it which I really like because in the real world, like, it, you know, in real life, not in the real world. TikTok is the real world. It's real people. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in, like, the, the theater community, sometimes it's hard to even, like, get in the room to, to have someone be able to hear you sing the material. Mm-hmm. Even if you're, like, I know I could crush it. Like, I know that they would like this but I can't break through. So I love that on TikTok, um, it's like crowdsourcing and it's sort of like the people's platform as well as far as like getting people to, like they can comment, the people can choose who, mm-hmm. like, you know, their favorites or whatever. Um, and like you can have more than one and be like, wow, look at all these amazing people and how many different interpretations we can see of like one one little 30 second clip that this person came up with so i think that's amazing yeah um i think that it's definitely good for developmental stuff i personally at this point not that it i'm not saying that it couldn't ever happen but i'm not sold necessarily right now on tiktok itself as the performance form um mm-hmm. as far as like Theater, like if, I don't think necessarily that TikTok is theater. I don't know if it has the capacity for that. Um, I just don't think I've seen it because it, it's like the, the timing, like the
0: the mm-hmm. time is
2: very hard, and you're shooting on yeah the, the one one, one minute. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but I do think that, especially with stuff like ratatouille. Where you get to collaborate and then maybe put forward um, a show, like I love that. I do like part of me wishes that with the Ratatouille concert that they cast more of the TikTok people in it.
0: Um, yes. yes,
2: because I think that, and this is not—I'm like no shade to anyone who was involved—but I think that Broadway itself has a little bit of an elitism thing and i was like wait so we're not going to cast any of the creators that did all the work on this like Mm -hmm. and you're not Mm -hmm. so and like no shade no shade at all to the people who were involved they did great but it's it's
0: still like that was their opportunity you know like
2: right like that was their chance
0: kind of and you can sprinkle
2: in stars you don't need yes. a stacked cast um to get yes. people to come see it agreed and as far as bridgerton goes i was personally really excited with them saying that they were going to do a concept album and like cast it because of course like mm-hmm. duh i wanted to audition <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, every single person that made a tiktok like wanted to do exactly <laughs> but, um, I understand how it would have been difficult, but it, uh, I don't know. It definitely, it, it's like slowed down a little bit for me because it's more of like on the outside, like we're all on the outside getting like, yeah. like peeks into their process. Mm-hmm. And I don't really feel like we are a part of the process anymore. Right. That's With. fair.
0: I mean it's their musical. They can do it. It is yeah, exactly. Exactly. But they really should cast you. But yes, it is their musical. <laughs> they should do what they want, but they are it's slight I mean, no shit. I love them, they're doing great job They're awesome. But um they it would be a missed opportunity not to have you. And I'm not just saying that because you're there, but I'm just saying because clearly the fanship agree like you you brought Penelope to the state you know you progress to that moment and to to not utilize like as a director i'm i'm looking at, at this on on a director's end you mm-hmm. know like if i have someone like maybe i didn't even consider them but if someone over here knocks it so out of the park that already they have all these these and everything, it, it would i would be honestly i'd be an idiot not to cast that person and go with someone yeah. random. Like I would be an idiot. I, I would not only would that the, does that person already prove to me that they can already do the role, but then all those fans come along with it. Now yeah. I'm getting you know all that all that hype with it. So to not do that would literally be a misfortune to the whole entire production. But I I get it. They're they're doing their thing. I get it. And you know I'm definitely the type of person too. If I'm working on something and I say it's mine. And I don't, well, actually, I'm not that tough person, but if I did, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And, like, they said, too, like, they're working on the concept album right now, and there's, like, potential for other iterations. Mm-hmm. Um And what I would really love to see, like, so, so much is, like, one of those 54 Below-esque, like, concerts where like eventually when people are allowed to meet again is like just like a straight up, let's all wear like fun, like themed, inspired clothes. Let's do like some cute minimal staging and wear fun wigs (laughs) and like sing, just like sing through it, pass it and sing through it. Like I feel like that would also make so much money.
0: Yes, I'd be there.
2: Gwen, I wanted
1: to ask you like kind of going along with this still so me and Selena and Megan, we all watched Bridgerton and we absolutely loved it. Made me want to read the book. And when we watched your video, we got this sense of Penelope Featherington in one minute watching you, than we had seen like in any other like video or any like fan appreciation, anything. Can you talk about like what Penelope is to you? Like how you were able to connect with her so well, just- That's a good question. Song. That's a good question.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. I, first of all, I love Nicola Coughlin, like, period. I'll watch, like, anything that she's in, and I've always, I mean, she's so stunning, but I've always been, like, oh, she she's one of those people for me where it's, like, oh, she kind of looks like me, so.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah, her her, I kind of
2: look like her. <laughs> More <laughs> like, but, um. I don't have a ton of people in like the entertainment industry where I feel that way about them, where I'm like, Oh, that is in like body, face, all of it. Like that looks like me. And so when I, when I put on the show and I saw the character that she was playing in general, it's like exactly who I was in high school pretty much. Um, And then of course, like there's still a little bit of that in me now as well. I think I've I've gotten more confident, but I thought that for like the first time I was seeing someone who was like accurately representing what it meant to be not like the pretty skinny, Mm -hmm. Like whatever, diamond Average of the season, girl. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, cause I mean, and I don't want to be like sad. It's not like a sad thing. It's just like I totally got the like girl who's in love with her best friend, and he like doesn't even see her.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: Also, I didn't think that she herself was a sad character. I never once thought that she was like
0: pathetic. Yes. No, which I no,
2: really, no. really appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. enjoyed how she acted when she felt hurt. It wasn't just like a sitcommy thing of like, oh haha, look at the sad friend who never gets the guy when she just is sitting outside on the swing like oh, I guess it's meant to be. Yeah.
0: Like I actually no. liked
2: when she uh like tried to tell Colin about Marina and all that stuff. I was like, of course she would. Because she's like yes. desperately in love with him.
0: Um also her outfits. <laughs> like, yeah. Just like very she visual. was hot. And I was so proud of the directors and the casting people for for casting her because I think she was an excellent choice for that role and she did a phenomenal job and they didn't typecast her and 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 that was and i think that was bridgerton's beauty period is that they didn't typecast anybody and everybody we found where in a time period especially that where many of us shouldn't be there or shouldn't be represented Mm -hmm. we were and it feels so good to be like i'm not only represented but i'm represented without typecasting you know like right. like she Celebrate. got to be yes celebrated you know yeah. she got to be her, her authentic self without being the typecaster that you were talking about and you know all those you know african-american characters didn't have to be the slaves and you know like and all these these different types of people um could be their authentic selves and it threw me off at first but then i was like this is awesome
2: <laughs> right. I love that so much because it's like, yes. that's, that's honestly how it should be like race, gender,
0: yes,
2: everything, body type, For sure. whatever is like, it takes the audience approximately like two seconds and they're like, huh? And hmm. then they speak and they're like, cool.
0: Like cool. that's yes. it. So, I mean, that's right. it. <laughs> but it just needs a chance, and I'm and I'm yeah. glad that Bridgerton did it and was like, "Hey, this just needs an opportunity,"
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, because you're right. Like after the first few, like a minute, not, not even a minute, right. you get over it and you accept that this is what it should be. I we should be casting blind. We shouldn't be. I mean, I'm, I guess unless you're telling a really serious autobiography, then maybe. Yeah, but then <laughs> Hamilton did, and it was a little off. So. <laughs> yeah So i mean i mean it just there but they're specifically in us as creative people we need to bring the creative back in and i think when with with a lot of the modernism of film especially after like probably the 1960s when they got rid of that code and they could do whatever they want we almost got we fell too into realism yeah um to the point where we lost artistry and i think this new generation of art artists and creatives are bringing back that artistry and saying, you know what? It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we're just t- trying to tell a story who cares who's in it and what they're playing. If it, if it lends to the story, then let it, let it be. Um, I mean, as long as it's not taking away from the story, then let it be. Yeah. Plus the characters I love that.
1: that I feel like people like the most were Simon and Penelope, you know, two like untraditional actors taking on these big roles and those are the yeah. most talked about roles.
0: That's true. Fascinating
2: to watch on scene, totally.
0: They really were.
2: I think that I think that people are also in this same vein. Just something that I've been thinking about a lot today, specifically with the um. Did you guys see the Little Shop of Horrors reopening announcement?
0: Oh, I didn't. I didn't.
2: Well, I saw a lot of them, but not that one. Yeah, no. They're, <laughs> it's hard to start. <laughs> um, Little Shop announced that they are going to be reopening on Broadway which is amazing but uh-huh. um, they chose Jeremy Jordan to play Seymour Craborne which he is um, a fine man yes and that is one of those things I feel like
0: I it doesn't maybe link the story yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't make sense for the story exactly he's just so
2: hot and like
0: right I've and that character's him, not right
2: i've seen him like act like schlubby but it's like you can't act your way out of that bone
0: structure no you can't. no and it, and it's it's true it's true because then why does he have so hard or why does he you know uh um oh my gosh I, i've lost my words uh, why does he then settle for um What's her face? And you know, like all these things, like it, you're right. There's a point where it does have to make sense for the story and not take away because, because then you're not serving the story. And then that's like taking away the point of even doing it in the first place.
2: Right. <laughs> right. I think that people, people's views on casting in general, because I've seen a lot of specifically TikToks of people being like, why? Why is right. this gorgeous straight white man playing Seymour Quilborn when we have, um, what's his name, George Salazar, who just did it at the Pasadena mm-hmm. Playhouse, and mm-hmm. Angie mm-hmm. Rodriguez, and we're going to pick Jeremy Jordan? Like, right. it's not that he can't do it. I'm sure he's going to be great, but it's like, at this
0: point. Is that elitism again?
2: Exactly. It's like, why don't we. Give somebody else a chance, not because it's like a handout, not not out of pity, it's nothing like that. It's just like we've seen you do so many things and I honestly don't think that you're necessarily the best person for this role. So why are you there again?
0: It's true. Getting the it's whatever, true. five
2: thousand dollar a week paycheck or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. It is true. Like it 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 I and, and now we have these creators that um especially those who are, of us that are millennials we or even gen z's um we're tired of the weight we're tired of a of of, make, of putting ourselves into somebody else's hands and giving them um authority to tell us whether we're good enough or not you know that's why we have lynn who was like okay fine you won't you won't make a show for hispanics i'll do it you know or you know like people who are just doing it or you like Fine. I'll make my own, you know, career. Not well, not career, but you know, I'll I'll start creating on my own. If you're not gonna give me a chance, then I'll still create. Like you can't stop me. Um, and I think that I think a lot of the executive producers and those higher ups are honestly stuck in an older generation mindset where they just want to play it safe and only have these these people that they that they assume would sell, it's but right. um, it's, right. it's not necessarily tr- true. I, I believe that we are in a place where we want to see new faces. We're, we're, we're glad to see the old faces and it's great, but then Absolutely. at the same time, we're like, who else is out there? I want to see new talent. I want to like, you know, see new people. and
1: Right. So, I mean, do you think going forward, like does, does Broadway need star power? Like, do you think Broadway can like refresh mm-hmm. and get some new faces and new people in there or do they need these names that people know just to get people in the door? Like, I think people are so excited to go back to theater. Like, do they need to see the stars or would they just be happy to see the shows that they want to see?
2: I think that what people, at least in my like circles, what I'm Mm -hmm. seeing people clamor for is not star power, but like diversity and representation on stage. Yeah. That's what people want to see. Like, for example, like I, I personally won't be going to see Jagged Little Pill since the whole, like, trans erasure thing. Right, right. I won't be going to see it because I think it's just such a missed opportunity. And the whole situation Mm -hmm. is long and arduous to, to talk about. But, like, say, for example, like, if they cast a trans actor in that role, like, like, everyone will go. Everyone mm-hmm. has, like, been put through the ringer as far as being told that, oh, no, like, Joe was never a non-binary
0: slash right. trans
2: character, all that sort of stuff. They would be like, thank you. Finally. Like, you're listening to the people who mm-hmm. hurt. Let me go support. And obviously, I mean, there's so many shows. The statistics and everything are wild as far as, like, race breakdowns on Broadway and who holds yeah lead roles versus ensemble roles and roles in general yeah i think they're just it needs to be a more diverse space and i think that yeah theaters would be pleased to see how ticket holders would respond to that i don't think that we need say for example an Production of
0: the Music Man with two stars at
2: the helm. Right. Yeah. So, right, right,
0: and this. I mean, I know some productions are trying. Um, I know Phantom casted the first black Christine. Yes. Um, yeah. and so I know some are are trying, but then like it makes me kind of. Um, we 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 interviewed um one of our actually it was actually one of our old high school teachers, but he said something extremely poignant. Um, that I'll never forget, and I really do think, and I hope that the execs are doing this because it's one thing to just cast people, just to cast people. It's another thing to add them to your boardroom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we need we need diverse decision makers, not only diverse ca- because because the cast can only go so far. You know, and, they, and they and and then it feels like to me sometimes it's like a gimmick, like okay, well this is just tr- you know, so, okay, I'm going to just throw it in but but whenever the the diversity starts at the top then we have diverse shows completely and uh we are thinking about other cultures and other peoples and other what they need and what they desire and what they want instead of the same type of people assuming oh yeah this is what the blacks want oh yeah, this is what the LGBTQ community wants. Oh, right. this is what this people want. You know, instead of assuming, if you have people that are there that can say, no, this is what we want, this is what we need, these are the type of stories that we want told, then diversity comes easily because it trickles down. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it, it kind of irritates me in a sense on the African-American end of, um, of it feeling like getting handouts from white old men. Here you go, little black person. You get to, you know, it's it's another. I don't know. It just feels. It just feels um, uh, still a little oppressive to me because we're still. To me, it still doesn't mean equal equality. It just means like, oh, the white man's giving us some cornbread today. Yay, you know. No, I totally. Yeah, but if but if it starts at the top, then we know that there's a mutual respect, and and then it's not just that and i think this across the board not only from africans american african americans but across the board of all different diversity i think that's what needs to happen um or else it just feels like we're just being um products or just like like we're they're not buying into us they're just trying to up themselves like well this is what i just want to make more money so this is for me instead of no this is for the community
2: yeah i think that that's why because there's a whole like boycott Broadway movement that's going on right now and I, I yeah it's definitely not like going back quickly to the Jeremy Jordan thing like that's not like his
0: mm-hmm. fault
2: that's not yeah yeah he's yeah. not he's not the one making the decisions it is the people who are in charge um and because of that i think what i would love to do and what i would encourage everybody to do especially those not in New York City, or even if you are, is to like invest in smaller theaters and those communities because those communities are easier. They're they're just they're more transparent. First of all, it's mm-hmm. easier to see who's mm-hmm. at the top. You can talk to these people. They aren't hiding. <laughs> they're like
0: yes, <laughs> building
2: yes. their assistants and all that stuff. Um, and it's easier to enact change on that level, um, and to feel like you are a part of something. Whereas right now it is very difficult. I mean, I was at the March on Broadway, um, a couple weeks ago and we marched from Columbus Circle all the way down Broadway. Um, and there were so many people there, but like, even so it just feels huge. Like Broadway is a huge, like almost like corporate
0: thing
2: it's a money yeah cheap. yeah and yeah it's it, exactly like you were saying i agree it needs to it needs to happen at the top but it's so hard to like mm-hmm. make a dent or even know if you're being heard. so i'm, I'm yeah. totally with
1: you are you involved in this activism work then like are these like marches and things things that you're doing
2: i have been to the marches. I follow people on Instagram. I am in no way, like I am much more like a listener and I support in any way that I can, as far as like mutual aid and all of that. And and as far as like try and keep up with the Instagram lives, you know, try and keep up to date, read the articles and everything. Um, but I personally don't really feel like my voice is one that should be like speaking on all of these things for a multitude yeah. of reasons so like it's weird because I I care and I am involved in the activism but like I would feel weird calling myself an activist I don't know why
0: yeah but <laughs> especially in
2: this in this sphere it's like also I I would love to be a part of the Broadway community but like at this point I'm just like auditioning <laughs> I have right I have right no way like a member say as like all of the speakers there were and were are mm-hmm. speaking to their experience i'm there to like yeah for an uplift does
0: that make sense yeah i love that, oh, that i love oh, that, that that totally makes sense <laughs> yeah i love that and i can tell that's that's who you are you you are a very understanding person and and i love that you listen um you seem to be you listen to people and you care about them from the heart of your heart, and that's that's. I think that's an activist, right? I mean, without even you don't have to be chanting to 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 want change. And and I I, I know that I, I just feel it in you, and I could see it in you, and I see it on your posts, like um, that you are a a very amazing person from the inside Thank out. You. Um, Thank you. So much. Another reason well, why you should hire her. <laughs> yeah, yes, guys.
2: But,
0: <laughs> reason number five hundred and seventeen. <laughs> You keep in
1: people. <laughs> count. Well, and also um. just, we I can appreciate that you, you, you obviously are researching these issues. You understand and you're empathetic and you care and you're not performative about it, you know? Like yeah. you're being an ally without just saying like, hey, look at me as I show that I care. You know, you're actually out <laughs> yes. there caring and being an ally. Like, I love that.
2: Like, oh, look, I care, everyone. I care. Right, right, right. I mean, I feel like I learned so much over the, pandemic just about everything like that it's like I don't know it was overwhelming at first for sure as far as like because there is so much like white fragility white guilt and that can be applied to all these other issues as well um and you know at first I was like oh my god I gotta do everything and I gotta tell everybody that I'm doing everything that way they know that I'm doing everything because I'm so like I because I am like an empathetic person but then I feel like I've learned that that doesn't necessarily help anybody but myself.
0: Right. So right. 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 What can
2: I do that's like helpful to the people that actually need help? Because mm-hmm. as far as like the world goes, I'm, I'm set. I'm very, you know, I'm very lucky that I'm able to, to live here, but I'm able to like rent studio space with a friend like once yeah, a week.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like all of that is privilege. All of that is privilege, and I 100 percent recognize that. So it's like, what can I do to try and like spread that, spread that around?
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. If you do not follow her on the Instagram, TikTok, I don't know if you have a Facebook, but all At the other page, all the yeah. social medias. Okay, but we'll definitely <laughs> follow her. We'll have her link right here um so you end in the description so you can check those you're, you're gonna want to guys especially those TikToks. listen to her sing um casting directors call her please hire me put her in something
1: please call this woman. hire
0: her please <laughs> uh, because um gwen is one that that needs to be she's just that type of person that that needs to be out there <laughs>
2: Yes, thank oh, you my so God. much. Thank you for having me. This has been like so centering and lovely and y'all are so complimentary. I just feel blessed. I'm like glowing.
1: <laughs> she is guys, <laughs> she actually is,
0: but we are too, we it. are too. I do the so... glow was just you, but I mean, <laughs> we'll go ahead and pat on our back. Uh-huh. You're, you're welcome. Some, throw some glitter on that. Um, but yes, I thank you so much um, everyone for watching and listening.